All right, what up? Welcome to uh, Me Dwell Life Podcast. This is Stuart Anderson with just a short introduction before we hear from Chip. In Chip We Trust, we're grateful for him as our fearless leader. And I can't believe it's taken us this many episodes to hear from him. Uh, but we're grateful for the time that me and Jake get to spend asking Chip all about his journey as a cyclist, journey as an athlete, uh, and especially a journey as a type 1 diabetic. You've heard from Chip a couple times about uh, diabetes and how he does endurance sports with it. And uh, we dive a little bit into that challenge and how he embraces that challenge and uh, how it makes him a better man and cyclist. So very cool to hear from Chip. We're grateful for him and thankful for his philosophy on leading the team and his philosophy on being an incredible servant leader. Uh, he is absolutely one of the best men. I, I work with him all day at my at our normal job, at the job that pays uh, so we can run, so we can run the team, and then we also get to ride together. So it's uh, it's really fun. Most days we get to literally spend every minute together. So I'm grateful for Spence. I'm thankful for his example and his leadership and his friendship. And I know that many of you feel the same way. So hopefully this podcast is a bit of a tribute to him as a leader, as a friend, and as a cyclist that we can all admire and especially follow. So uh, in Chip we trust, like I said. Uh, in his adventures, in his philosophy, and just as a man himself. So grateful to hear from Chip. This podcast is brought to you by our incredible Miduele sponsors, specifically www.cyclingupgrades.com. We're grateful for Corby and his uh, business, cyclingupgrades.com, and all they do to make this team better, especially when it comes to the in the form of uh, upgrading all that gear. I recently swapped out a huge group set for Kristen on her gravel bike, and it is wonderful. It was so easy to work with Corby, and I'm grateful for all the time and attention that he gave us, and especially for the awesome deal we got. I mean, it's it was so hard to find stuff right now, uh, but cyclingupgrades.com made it possible for us to swap all these awesome components out on her um, gravel bike, and now she's riding just crushing hills on this brand new group set. So thank you, Corby, and thanks to all the great sponsors who make me dwell a possible all right, and finally, huge love to everybody that participated in Lodija last week. Miduele's just showed up. Uh, so many guys and gals participated in Lodija, close to 50, uh, one of our biggest years yet, and we had so many podiums. Uh, we're grateful for everybody that trained so hard and especially who represented the team uh, in that incredible Utah event. So big love to everybody that did Lodija. I'm sure we'll hear more about it here in the coming uh, weeks as we hear from some of those that participated. So big love to all those that did Lodi Ja, and uh, that's it. All right, enjoy this episode with Chip, and uh, thanks so much. Bye. Okay, uh, welcome to the podcast. We're beginning. Uh, grateful to have what appears to be just the normal group, but in fact, we are interviewing Chip today. Hi, Chip. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Chip is the only one who completed Lodi Ja last week. Let's start there. How was that, Chip? Um, it was a great day in that we had a lot of guys and gals out, um, uh, windy, mm. but good groups for drafting. Um, if you're asking me overall, I had a great day and a great group and was real happy with you did with everything. Yeah. yeah. Jake, any remorse, any, any heartfelt desire <laughs> to be back? You know, uh, I think it'll be a couple of years before I come back to the Lodija scene, but uh, no, it was fun to, to see all the pictures, you know, kind of surface over the weekend and congrats mm -hmm. to all the podium people. I mean, 
Dooley's really just just showed up this this last weekend. So he really uh, did. Super proud, but yeah, congrats to all the podium winners and all the people who participated this weekend, this last weekend. We even had some number ones. I mean, yeah. Ryan Welch, yeah. Jack Bourne, they're top step, baby. So like, awesome. The prolific uh, Paul Watson on the podium again. I mean, the guy can't race and not be on there. So uh, <laughs> very, uh, very good. Great. So and, awesome. Anything else? Uh, current training status, Jake. How's that going for you? We're uh, so good. September kind of fifteenth. Tapered up. Okay. Hey, I'm just ready for Zwift. Like, let's, let's oh, right now. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> no, that's a joke. Those who know me know I don't start Zwift till like January. So we're, we're... <laughs> dude. You did have a really great ride though in Sun Valley. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, beautiful. Good time. One, good, of Chip's, good. one of Chip's favorites. Good gravel up there, and uh, yeah, it was fun. Stu, what about your training status right now, man? I mean, no loaded you last weekend. Yeah, no loaded yet. Great time to little, you know, take a little rest. Really enjoy um, mountain biking with my kids. Um, sleeping in a little bit. It's just hard to get up right now and go outside. It's just, yeah. it's like a little too dark. I don't really like riding from 5.30 to 7.15 and it's not light at all the entire time. Um, but, Tough you know, year, for sure. Yeah, that's okay. Chip, ready? Mm, I am ready. So ready. Spence's lovely wife wrote a brief three-paragraph introduction that I will use to introduce him. And we'll Are chime you in. serious? Three we'll paragraphs? Chime, we'll chime in if there's anything we want to add. She must love me. She does. She very, very much. Spence has grown up in Holiday most of his life, Holiday, Utah. He's been married to Joni for over 20 years, and they have five children. Is that true, Chip? Five? I, I believe so. Feels like seven, but it's mm-hmm. five. Three girls, two boys. This is the fun part. Ranging from a freshman <laughs> in college all the way down to kindergarten. Very exciting. These kids are very active, and the Chipping family loves to be outside and work hard at their extracurricular activities. That is very true. After graduating from Olympus High School, Spencer went on to attend Salt Lake Community College and the University of Utah. Graduated from the U of U and then went to Westminster, where he received his MBA. I like this part. Spencer has always been driven. I agree. And whenever Spencer involves himself, he's all in. Right out of college in twenty in 2001, Spencer helped start Diamond Wireless, a Verizon wireless reseller, that and grew the business to 350 locations throughout the country. Good heavens. He's always had a deep passion for entrepreneurship. Tough word to spell, by the way. Spencer Spencer works with Stuart at the Crown Council and loves to work with the strategic partner. What about this? She's nailing it with the strategic partnerships of businesses throughout the country. That's pretty good. That's pretty good description. Joe is awesome. And she will be listening, I'm sure. Yes, I'm sure. (laughs) Living a healthy lifestyle and athletics has always been a big part of Spencer's life. At Olympus, he played basketball and soccer. Oh, I don't know if we need to put this in. Lost the semifinals every (laughs) year. Don't say that. (laughs) That's still a great accomplishment. Right. He went on to play soccer for two years uh, in college. He also loves being outdoors, exploring the mountains, snowboarding and skiing in the winter. He loves to share his passion and interest with his children. He's a coach on the Olympus High School mountain bike team, as well as an assistant coach 
to his son's competitive soccer team. If he's not there, you'll find him cheering on his kid to ski competitions or dance performances. In 2003, Spencer started cycling. This quickly became his number one winter, spring, summer, fall. He's got a bike for that. It's the truth. <laughs> Riding with Dwelly for almost 20 years, he's gained a great love for the team and the early morning challenges. Today, Spence helps manage the team and loves every minute of it. That is very true. Any any additions there, Jake or Chip? No. No, that's well said. Well we said. really nailed the background and history, Spence. Anything to add? Um, frankly, no. Um, that was <laughs> that's awesome. And I, I would just add that I have an amazing wife, obviously, and kids that allow me to participate in all the great things that they yeah. do and that I love doing with them. And uh, really, that's what it's all about for me and my family. Maybe talk about for where you're all of a sudden in 2003, you're like, oh, here's a bike. Like how'd that mm, happen? How'd that I happen? do remember this well. Yeah. I, um, I've, I've always had a bike. I've always had, had a bike through high school, junior high, high school. I, I, I was in Colorado. Um, I had taken my mountain bike and I had started just cruising on trails, but more so um, road trails out in Colorado. They just have these long, long, long paths that you can ride forever. Um, and anyways, so the minute that I got home, we were doing some business transitioning over there and I bought a road bike the second that I got home Lovely. and uh, was introduced to Midwelly at the time. The rest is history. Yeah. I want to take it back just one step farther about when one time you rode in Parley's Canyon as a teenager. Maybe you could share that wow. story. I can't. I don't know where you got that, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's a true story. Um, I haven't heard this one. Let's hear oh, it. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, I have a friend named Rocky who had a house in Park City, and um, we just thought that it was the right thing to do to ride up Parley's, um, no helmets, on mountain bikes. You were in at, high school? Yeah, to Park City. Um, spent the night. And uh, had to ride home the next morning. His uh, grandma was so concerned about us that she bought us helmets at a garage sale. One was a football helmet. One was more of a construction <laughs> style helmet. We left those helmets at the McDonald's um, oh on the way down the freeway. Um, and uh, that is, we did have our fishing rods in the back of our backpacks as well. Do we have any pictures of this? Oh, I wish. Oh, I wish. Uh, so that was my first time riding Parley's. That is very fun. Many times since. I can only imagine you with an unbuckled football helmet just cruising down past lambs. Just... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> nice. Hey, what about uh, first connections with the team? How did that yeah. happen? Yeah, there's, uh, there's an older team member. Even then, I uh, James Ransom, Chris mm. Peterson um, onboarded me onto the team, and I used to just suffer up the easy, you know, just up Mill Creek to hang on, and I just kept coming back, and <laughs> <laughs> I just I just kept showing up. Mm -hmm. So those were some tough mornings and good times. 
you've got kits going all the way back though, right? I mean, you've saved a lot of team yes. gear. Yeah. Yes. The blue, the blue kit, um, everyone needs to know I was appalled by the blue, white, and orange, <laughs> orange. kit with I think flames. We're gonna bring like, it back for the 40 year kit. Come on. <laughs> I was I was really <laughs> distressed and I like the word appalled. That's way better. <laughs> at the time, um, one of our logos from our company was on the back of the kit it, Verizon wireless black and red. And um, there was a mistake made. Volet sent one in red to Gino as kind of a, and I was like, do you get how cool this looks versus mm. the blue? Um, and, um, but the blue was a, was a product of the barbacoa logo. It, it is correct. Yep. Yeah. From ninth and ninth, when it, when barbacoa was blue and orange, it's since gone kind of black, white, and orange, but yeah. Uh, yes, that is raised. Jake, when was your first, uh, when did, how, and when did you meet Chip? Well, I was introduced to him like at our ward. We had just moved in, mm. uh, to Lincoln circle. And then that's uh, first Sunday. I think, uh, I just met up with Andy Welch and, and introduced me to chip and kind of rest was history from there. But, uh, I, I kind of got some inklings when I, cause we moved in and kind of waited a year, sat a year on our house. And so I'd heard some inklings of this Spencer chipping of he's a big cyclist and, you know, he kind of rides with a group and things like that. And so, um, he was kind of one of my first contacts when we did really move in and go to the, go to the ward the first week. And, I don't know how the interaction happened the very first, but I just know that it happened that Sunday and we kind of connected, Hey, you ride bikes, I ride bikes. And, uh, you know, mm. just kind of went on from there. So. Chip, we knew each other. We grew up in the same neighborhood. <laughs> We've been the same, everything. Uh, you're a couple years older than me, but we would just always see each other out riding. Uh, yes. I was always just alone. And then one day I was going to Hawaii and Spence knew it. And he brought one of his, um, appalling kits and he dropped it off at my house and I thought it was the coolest thing ever because at the time you know when you're new to cycling you're like these are so expensive mm-hmm. and so for someone to gift me an entire outfit I was like this is how is it even possible mm-hmm. uh, and I wore that to the top of the volcano the first time I rode it and man rest was history I just yes. uh, that's a great story that's really fun to that share that great. kit with me Um, maybe, uh, there's a lot of ways we can go here, but I want to talk and make sure we have enough time. Um, when Chip was an older man, I don't even know what to call you an older man. He was diagnosed with type one. Uh, and we've done a few podcasts on that when we uh, met with Lakota, but maybe share that story, Spence. Yeah, for sure. Um, was always definitely in tune with my body. And when I say that, I think everyone listening gets that, you know, if you are experiencing uh, a little more weight loss or a little um, you're drinking more, you're thirsty more, you're um, blurred vision, etc. I had, I had returned. Um, I'd been in Brazil for a couple of years. I came home um, was right back into the flow of, uh, playing, uh, college soccer again. And, um, shortly after that was like, something's going on. And, uh, it, it was really quick that we were able to determine that it was type one. Hmm. Yeah. 
changed uh, changed life forever. And and most would say being an endurance athlete with type one is absolutely ridiculous. So how did you make this decision to be like not ridiculous? <laughs> we're going to go forward. So th- there are times I'll be honest when I toe the line of a Leadville or a Lodija that I know that is in between nine and ten hours. I say to myself, "This has got to be the dumbest thing that you are into." <laughs> To be um, messing with calculating yeah. your sugars during this this time frame because odds are against you in a lot of ways. And however, here is the um, the alternative: is that as a type one uh, stays healthy and active, blood sugars are actually a lot easier to control than than the alternative. So I found that right off the bat and have just, uh, without question, I will always um, maintain that active lifestyle in order to um, maintain perfect numbers as a type one. Yeah. Yeah. I often uh, not joke around, but say um, to our competitors sometimes, you know, you, you might be nervous about not finishing or I don't know, um, getting an upset tummy. I'm like, Chip is balancing the line of like dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think it really is incredible. Like, let's be, I don't know how you think of it, um, but Jake and I are certainly, I'm overwhelmed sometimes when, um, you know, when I watch you do it, when I watch you manage it, it's awesome. Yeah. It's incredible. I guess it's just a lot of opportunities for excuses that you don't give. Yeah. Um, And at the end of the day, I think everybody has that opportunity or something they could lean on for that. But, you know, you just find a way to make it work and it and it works. And there's been times where you guys have been (laughs) nice enough to chill for a minute while I down a quick peanut roll, uh, a large (laughs) one. Um, <laughs> nut roll, n- but but um, but then back on our way and and yeah. is able to be corrected. But also from the educational side of how we are all in, what we are all interested in, it it has provided uh, next level um, education. This this Lodija just recent was the first time I was able to sync um, what my blood sugar is at this little tab that I shoot into my butt, actually into my side, um, is able to upload to Garmin. And so on the Garmin device to be able to view blood or glucose levels is like kind of a game changer. And just like, it becomes like more than just cycling. You're, you're, um, you're learning about your body. And I love that. I've always really liked that. So, Chip, so cool. at, Chip, at what point do you feel your body? I mean, this is just, just for educational purposes. Yeah. I mean, at what point do you feel like Lodija, for example, is it hour three? Is it hour four? Is it hour seven? I mean, kind of walk us through like a Lodija. How do you, how do you deal with this type one during Lodija? This, this is the best question because I say to everyone that I, that is like, Hey, you've got point to point coming up or Lodija or Leadville. Those would be like three between nine and 10 hour days for me. And, um, the answer to that question is 
anything that is like um, four and a half hours is just like I'm I'm way stronger on the front end than I am on the back end of any race uh, uh, that is like eight or nine hours, right? So um, when my body when I when I get to about hour five um, or six or so, um, when the body just continues to burn the glucose, the sugar, um, and you can't put enough in and your, your numbers are going low is when it becomes difficult and your body doesn't perform at what you wish it would, um, until you get your sugars back up. And so sometimes that takes a, um, sit down on a bench in a point to point race or, you know, (laughs) to, to give and you don't feel like great right after, but it takes, it just takes some time. So, but I, I also like that challenge. Like, um, I, I know it would be a way better idea for me to do like, um, at the max 100 mile road races, you know, or like crusher is like a perfect amount of time. Like that's perfect. Um, point to point Leadville are like, uh, the, they are doozies, but they, it, it still can be done. It's incredible. Yeah, I mean, I've even heard you say, you know, honey stinger that just sits in your mouth, you know, like mm. slowly disintegrating as to hopefully not upset your stomach. Or, I mean, the things that you've learned over the years really are, um, like, it's great. It's cool to watch. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's an awesome study. Uh, do you feel, last question, do you feel like it's like, do you ever, um, act or think to yourself, Oh, I just, uh, this limits me. Is that ever frustrating for you? Um, no, because I feel like I almost have, because of the technology of what I was just kind of outlining, I should be prepared enough or well-trained enough to have it dialed in enough that it shouldn't affect me. But sometimes there's just curveballs in type one. They just are going to have, and, and I have to be okay with that, you know? Um, but I don't let it frustrate me. Cool. Yeah. Very good. Cool, man. Yeah, just another challenge. Um, a couple of Christmases ago, Kristen purchased cool. for you or designed for you chips adventures kind of a, a spoof on uh, you running your own adventure company. <laughs> and that was the idea behind this, you know, fat bike, mountain bike, uh, gravel bike, uh, TT bike, beach cruiser, um, yes. road bike. <laughs> so yes. it's kind of a fun, it's kind of a fun thing. And if you know anything about Spence, he's prolific in his events. So point to point, all road, Lodija, Crusher, Ultimate Challenge, you know, Leadville, uh, hopefully one day unbound, but I mean, like it is like you love the adventure and the, and the community of, of biking. Maybe talk about that for a sec, like where that comes from and and why that's a passion. Man. Um, I would have to say that cycling and endurance athletes, um, probably have something all in common and that is doing something hard, something different, something out of the ordinary, um, something during a time of year that others maybe wouldn't do it or take a bike where bikes have not gone before trail runners would feel the same about running that area. 
Um, you know, I am um, intrigued by doing things on a bike that are not typical. <laughs> and um, so I love to blaze new Mm-hmm. new trails that are not typical or, or I should see, say on the bike that would maybe not be recommended for, um, <laughs> that route, but what we have seen in like the last five years. So I'll just use one example. I think that with like, uh, gravel bikes in getting us to the trails faster, but still having the capability to climb what a mountain bike climbs and then get home faster has opened in the last five years, just, and all of us know this because you've, you've been on there with me, just, uh, (laughs) an incredible menu of, of choices to take our bikes on adventures. And that is what is thrilling to me, uh, on a bike. So then I would expand on that though, Stu, when the canyon is completely quiet and closed in the winter and you mm-hmm. get onto the fat bike, it's like, could there be anything better than, than this? It, like it is as good as it gets. Um, and, uh, you know, I enjoy passing. I enjoy sharing that with others and we have had a good time, um, experiencing it all together, I guess. Yeah. Is there, is there a certain event or trail or adventure that stands out? Yeah, I would say when we started riding, um, <laughs> when we were, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I'll never forget. Like I'll, I'll go to that one. When I thought that we could ride, um, a gravel bike from immigration and finish coming down big cottonwood Canyon, but going straight over the mountain ranges, um, which would include, first Emmy, uh, then up lambs and across the dirt down mill Creek, up mill Creek, down the dirt into big cottonwood, all on a, uh, on a gravel bike. That was like, um, and we took a swim inside of dog Lake, um, before <laughs> descending. So when we did that, it was like, is there anything that is, um, not I have possible? that picture. I have that yes. picture. I'm not going to show it though. That's okay. That's, um, I, you know, that's, that is so fun. Just that's my, my type of a fun uh, ride. I like to be able to get the fitness out of it, but just enjoy it. I ha- I do have a hard time with if, if it was to be like monotonous of like a same um, mm-hmm. ride over. And I really like it to be mixed up a little bit because that's how we all get better um, yeah. on different bikes, on different um, trails, et cetera. But that's the chip adventure. I mean, that's what that's it's all the, about. That's the right? adventure. It's likely that something funky is going to happen during one of my hosted rides. It's yep. likely. <laughs> yep. So last year, um, I think you did all road, then point to point, then loaded you. Like they were all one, one Saturday what? after the next. Yeah. Right? All road, point all road, to point, loaded point to point. Three weeks in a row. Yes. Yeah. And then um, you did uh, Belgian Waffle and Cedar City. Yes. You were one of the first to ever do the uh, ultimate challenge when it yes. when you've told that story before. The ultimate three hundred warriors is what it was called. Warriors. Yeah, you were. You have that medal in your garage. Yeah. I've seen. Yes. Uh, we did Leadville this year. Yes. What is it that that draws you to love events so much? Um, again, some of them are 
some of these, it's been really cool for all of us listening to see the new events come out. Like um, Belgian Waffle, of course, was, was new to Southern Utah. Then Grodio comes along and it's like, mm. whoa, that's a new new one. And ding, that is a hard freaking ride. <laughs> um, and as they come, as the new ones come out, All Roads was like, are you kidding me? What is this Wasatch Wall? Let's go check it out. You know, and so to accomplish the new um, ones, I, I think is really fun. And I just enjoy the staples, uh, the, just the staple of Lodija because that is our team event and I love being with the team, but um, mm-hmm. I would definitely get bored if that, if Lodija was the only opportunity out there to yeah. ride in some fun events. Yeah. I, I think, I think it's a good point though to make is, I mean, at least from my perspective, I mean, we always talk about Lodija being the race of the year and things like that, but I think chip is the epitome of showing that there's so many other great adventures or races yeah. that, you know, you can go on and sign up for and have fun, like, and enjoy you know, the company and enjoy the, the scenery and the rides. And so, I mean, that's, that's one thing I've taken away just from watching chip over the years is just, man, like what, what chip, what races are you doing this year? So I can see what kind of different adventures you're going to go on or what kind of your training status is going to be. But I mean, I got to, you got me to do crusher this year. I mean, I had signed up for growing year. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to do it, but it's, it's conversations like that. that kind of, you know, yeah. Lodo is great and all on it. And it's a fantastic race at the end of the year, but chip is, if, if he hasn't proved anything it means it's he's proved it's there's many other cool races out there that to do and to accomplish you know um man i agree i agree and i will put a plug in as we are on doing the um <laughs> abnormal <laughs> starting this saturday is cross and mm, it's pro- I, I, last year if you were to ask me what was your favorite part um it wasn't pulling the sticky pads off my butt that I had prepared to going into point to point and Lodija <laughs> because they were so sore and I had to oh put um, some creams on there. It was the cross season in the fall, every Saturday, 45 minute grinds. Um, there was, there's a fat, there's a fat tire um, crit race that is co-hosted with the sugar house crit. Those are like, <laughs> those are fun. So cross racing is, I'm really stoked for this, this fall. And that was the first time you'd ever done it, right? Yes. Uh, yes. the fat bike crit or cross. No, no, no. Cross. Cross last year. Yeah. did you get Matt Ryder to do it too with you? Was Matt, Matt, Andy, Andy Welch. Andy is my sidekick. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Chip, before we move into, I want to talk about why me dwelly. So why we run it. <clears throat> Are there any mentors that have kind of guided you along this road? Um, so Stu, are you specific to cycling? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Anybody you look to, or you're just like, dang, I couldn't have done it without them or. Yeah. I would say you guys for one. Um, I mean, when we meet at five twenty-five AM at the stop sign, and then with the rest of everyone at the mouth of a canyon at 6 a.m., um, I mean, I feel like a school <laughs> boy on the first day of school, most mornings that I am putting my bibs on. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty stoked about the next day of riding 
And so from a mentorship, we have like some, some greats inside of Midwelly from a cycling perspective. Mm -hmm. And the common theme that we hear on these podcasts from all the greats are just that um, cycling is likely number five on our list um, when it comes down to everything. And so, um, yeah, really, I, I look to our team members that all share that same, um, feeling. Nice. Very cool. Maybe we could transition for a little bit about how did you start, um, managing the team and maybe the history behind (laughs) that, behind that, how you, how you started to serve in your role. Yeah. Can we do that? Yeah. Let's do that. Okay. So, um, Gino and Chris Peterson's, um, and that's good to just follow up on from a mentorship, um, uh, perspective. I mean, I spent many hours on the bike with Chris Peterson starting out, um, and Gino, um, as well. And, um, and, uh, it, I guess I would just say that, um, as they began to say, Hey, it's time for new blood to start to run the team and to take over everything that we are doing. We're slowly phasing out that I was so interested in that because I loved the camaraderie of the team and we did not have (laughs) what we have or who we have today. Even so, even the, the seven to 10 guys that I rode with regularly, I loved that so much that I was like, Hey, Chris, Gino, I need you to know that um, I am ready, willing, and able to um, manage anything Midwelly. And at the time, um, we had just tapped Stu on the shoulder, who, like he mentioned with his write-up, um, <laughs> Holly Akala and his, and his new kit, um, <laughs> was starting to ride with me as well. And, and you can also see just as much interest in, in, uh, you know, Stu, we could see that Stu had just as much interest. And so together, I would say we were able to say, um, Hey, there is a next level within Midwelly that we would like to take it to, um, allow us to do that. And, uh, from there, uh, I'll pause there, but from, from that point was when we reached out to Volley and started to suggest, Hey, um, we are introducing ourselves as the ones that are now mm-hmm. moving forward with the team. Um, uh, so, and then I'll pause there, but yeah. Good. Maybe explain what you do. Like what? Yeah. Yeah. For the team. For sure. I, I mean, just like, I don't know if you want to like give a list. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So, okay. <laughs> um, I mean, the relationships that um, uh, I work with uh, within Midwelly, everyone is familiar with Ventum. I do a lot with Ventum, um, uh, a little bit with Specialized, a lot with Mercury Wheels, um, a lot with Hangar 15. Um, and so from a Barbacoa, a lot with Barbacoa, that has been a long time relationship. Yeah. Um, so a lot of these strategic uh, partnerships, and th- and now let me kind of say what it has um, transitioned to now. Now with um, the Five Canyons um, ride event that uh, 
we are taking over. I will have a large um, part in that. We've been on their board for the last uh, while. Um, and so that's going to be a big uh, to do on the team as well. Yeah, so big time. Uh, working with Stu and Volley a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I think that what it becomes most important though um, are the community opportunities, you know, like this five canyons event that we will kind of, I feel like we will take that to the next level um, as well. And uh, I like that uh, many of our team members are involved in coaching on the high school mountain bike teams, you know, like um, I think that uh, the Midwelly members are planting those or, or being those um, mentors, just like we had uh, to these kids. It's so cool to see. And then what I love to see even more is when you're seeing our young kids wearing a Midwelly kit (laughs) out climbing immigration or city (laughs) Creek in these tiny little bodies. And you're just like, dude, that, that? (laughs) that's what it's all about, you know? And I, and I love to see that. Yeah. I would say that, um, uh, many would ask me and you like, why the, why the time, you know, um, there's kind of some, uh, you know, everybody can claim in this day and age, like, I'm too busy. You know, there's so much, I'm so busy. Why would you cut time out of your busy life to lead or be involved with the team? What, what do you, what is the point? What's the purpose? Um, so I, I have a few answers for that. I would, I would lead by saying a, a mentor once told me that you can rest when you die. And I, <laughs> My life is, is that I, guy I, dead? Is he dead? <laughs> no. And I, and I am going to kind of, I, I live my life uh, for sure to the fullest being involved in a lot of things. Um, uh, perhaps overextended. I, you know, someone else will have to be the judge of that, but um, what I gain from being involved in these venues and specifically to Midwelly, I gain way more than the time that I'm putting in to it, um, I gain uh, friendships, I gain uh, mentors, I gain uh, business relationships. We gain all of these community outreaches. When you saw what we were able to do with the Flower Power launch, Mm. and now you see um, that continuing to grow within our local community and doing good, um, that's why I am willing to put in because I get far more out. Nice. It's awesome. Jake, any follow up there? No, I think uh, when I, when I think of chip, I I just think about relationships. You know, I think chip is, is so good with just relationships on, on any level, right. Whether it's young kids, I mean, look at them on the mountain bike team too. you know, a lot of the OGs, right. The Chris Petersons, the Dave Sharps, all those guys. I mean, you know, chip, chip handles the full spectrum here and, and uh, a bunch of different people. And I think, you know, Chip is the epitome of just managing relationships. And I think that's what I've seen is, is kind of coming into this small group here is, you know, Chip is so good with just managing the relationships on people, the different attitudes, the different backgrounds, you know, the different walks of life and things like that. And so, uh, you know, I, it really is such a, a unique characteristic about Chip. I mean, he's just so good with people and able to help them understand their feelings and, you know, navigate and, and just wants to be a part of their lives. And so, uh, you know, it just speaks volumes of who Chip is, but that's, that's the one thing I think about Chip and, you know, doing this with this team is just, he's just able to handle all the relationships and manage those things. 
Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. That's a compliment for sure. And there are a lot of, um, I, I think the team does have a lot of, um, different, um, um, relationships to be handled or, or just the way that we go about cycling, like Jake is mentioning. So, yeah. Um, before we move on to advice, which I want you to give, (laughs) we're going to talk about Chip's favorite day, which is July 4th. Every year he dresses up like Abe Lincoln and we ride our mats and bikes over to the Mill Creek 4th of July parade. Tell me why this day is so special for you. <laughs> oh man. And you just said that without even pausing. Like yeah. it was just, I will, like, I will say too, I will throw in there Halloween because Chip has, <laughs> he, he, does, Halloween he does, he does, he does. I mean, I think we can categorize this as like just in another adventure, just in a different way, yes. but, but for the July really, I mean, it'll be May 3rd, May 4th. And all of a sudden you get a little text. It's like, for the July is coming, everybody like get ready. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why? Well, I, <laughs> at least let me start by saying, <laughs> I hope that I share the same feeling of the 4th of July with everyone else listening. Mm-hmm. Just, just Good for point. the fact of Good point. The, it's 4th of July <laughs> of um, celebrating our country, but Maybe just paint the picture of what happens. On the all floor. right. Okay. All right. Um, I definitely, I am excited to put about eight to 10 flags on my front lawn um, and start the day. Cause if I could create, it's a day off work. Right. And so you're thinking if I could build the greatest day ever, what would it look like? And yes. so in my yes. mind, I think this, um, okay. we head up Mill Creek Canyon in the morning at 5:20 and you're not in a huge hurry to get home because it's summer. So no we come home yeah. and uh you know there's a group pick in front of these flying flags um at uh 7:30 a.m. You change quickly but only to get onto a different bike which it's just so fun. And this particular bike my every, there's different bikes that show up and I love the most unique bikes, anything on wheels. I just, I love it. And, and, you know, as, uh, everyone comes and meets at my house, uh, before about 8 AM, um, and you need to dress patriotic. I have selected Abe Lincoln to be who I dress up as each year because I, I love the tall hat on the Madsen bucket bike with my kids in the back throwing candy as we roll over to the parade. But what I love even more than that is there are like um, 15 of me and those are our, all of our closest <laughs> friends following behind. And then I, I would be wrong to leave out, but Todd now comes the day before in a train that actually that he built. Uh, <laughs> blows smoke Um <laughs> along 20th as we ride over to the parade and um and we go down the fourth of july mill creek parade uh all on our bikes dressed up you come home celebrate with uh everybody eating and you know i just think that that is a riot so and there were just there was just like four or five of us at the beginning of the first couple of years mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and now it's like this huge train yes of folks with their matsons and now with todd with this big old train yeah. So cool. It's so the best. Cool. There's a speaker. One of you two generally has uh, a speaker going and 
it gets a lot of head turns. It stops traffic right on 2030s. They won't even mm-hmm. go when we are rolling through it. It's so fun. I think 2023 is the year we've always toyed with the idea of matching. Everyone in the group has a matching t-shirt, some sort of me duele. Yeah. We, I think we got to do it. Well, it's themed, something themed. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Okay. Yeah, so this, yeah, we go. are big enough. We are big enough now to like enter the parade with a theme. Yeah. Like a float. And, yes. Uh huh. Okay. So Todd, maybe start building, start building a float, Todd. Yeah. This is our Todd. <laughs> this is our another uh, pause uh, action item for 2023. Make sure that if you want details for the 4th of July parade, it's going to be, this is going to be the best year yet. So, hey, and if you, if you really want another look at chip, you know, just come around our neighborhood around, uh, you know, uh, the 31st of October uh, of Halloween, mm-hmm. you'll see, either see a Spider-Man walking or run around on a headless on, horseman on a bike or a headless horseman. You name it. Something's that good. So good. <laughs> that was the headless bikeman. That was <laughs> so good, dude. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, we're going to wrap up, <clears throat> but before we do, Spence, um, very wise, he will shake his head, he's not, but has so much experience with so many different opportunities, whether it's teaching kids or mentoring his own kids or balancing life. Um, maybe we could start there, Spence. How do you balance it all? Because I think you do a great job. Yeah. Oh, man. And sometimes you, I, I would guess that everyone that hears that question would say, I, I am not doing it well because you, you feel like you're either behind or dropping a ball somewhere. Um, but I, you know, I feel strongly that our community um, and everywhere, I'm just only able to affect my, my own community as, as much as I'd like to affect more, but needs, uh, people like us to influence those around us to do good. And specifically um, uh, all of us are raising kids and spending time with them. And from a, from a juggling standpoint, you know, I think that it's just super important to put um, your, have your priorities in check. And um, that's how I would answer that Stu, as far as, balancing would just be mm-hmm. to uh be confident that you have your priorities right nice you're the one that taught us uh when to ride maybe your maybe share your philosophy on when we ride and why <laughs> well <laughs> i kind of joined just the i mean oh my gosh we leave i mean there are times everybody knows <laughs> when we leave at 4:45 a.m. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. In my house, I get home most of the time before my family is waking up. And uh, so those are considered kind of my free hours, my free hours of the day. Um, And that is why I ride so early in the morning is because I'm not taken away from everything else that needs to be done at home or work. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you just, you just go right from riding right into mowing the lawn it just transitions right <laughs> you're right into the bibs are still on you just change uh-huh. shoes <laughs> yeah this is true there's nothing worse than showering and then getting lawn all over you yeah, so i but, but i agree yes especially when your legs are covered in like muscle mx and you're just 
have grass uh, shards just stuck to your thighs. To I, I agree. Yep. <laughs> I totally agree. Uh, maybe advice youngsters, young guys on the team, you know, we've got some dudes that are, you know, they don't even have babies yet. What, mm-hmm. what would, what advice would you give to that group on how to train? Well, um, I, and I only say that because the standard here is, well, maybe a hundred miles a week is enough. And then you see guys going 200 miles a week and you're like, maybe I got to do two. And then you see, dude, guys are doing 300 miles. Maybe that's the, um, what, what, what have you learned over the years, Spence, about how to be good at this sport? Yeah. Again, it comes down to priorities and the second that work or family, um, or other more responsible duties are suffering due to time on the bike. It's too much time on the bike. And, um, for me, and I'm speaking for myself, and I know I'm speaking for a lot of people on the team, but the bike is an outlet to our everyday lives. And so the bike is used for us to um, be stress-free for a moment, to connect with our friends for a minute, to enjoy nature while we are out. But none of us are depending on what we do on the bike to pay for our mortgage. So I would suggest that the time on the bike is, is viewed as, as those, um, uh, as, as such. So nice. It's awesome. Yeah. Jake, any follow up there? No, I think that's great perspective, Chip. I mean, I think, uh, you know, out of anybody, you've got the best perspective and I think that's just, you hit it on the head there. I mean, you know, we ride bikes in the morning, you know, because we like to be with each other and it's time to kind of check out a little bit and to be ourselves. And, you know, it's not going to, it's not paying the bills. It's not, you know, putting food on the table and things of that nature. But, uh, you know, I think that's uh, it's a great perspective, Chip. And I think it's uh, very, very wise words for, you know, new people who are joining the team or just new people in cycling in general. I think that's it's great perspective and great and wise words. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Spence, what about when are I mean, I don't want to be silly here, but when are you, you're, when are you the best? When are you just a beast on the bike? What's mm. happening? I'm talking like training advice and you're like, okay, on Mondays I'm doing the soft Emmy on Tuesday. I'm doing like, when are you, when are you best? Last year I felt like cross cross racing was mm. at my best. And here is why, uh, 45 minutes. I don't have to worry about sugar. I can go full gas for 45 minutes. I know that I'm always strongest in the first half of any, right? Then, then I, I, I'm not like a diesel that like gets stronger over time. I'm more of a out of the gates type of a person, which makes me question why I do some of the events that I do. But um, yeah, that would be my answer. It would likely be uh, on dirt uh, one hour to two hours long. Uh, and I love the cross bike. Yeah. Nice. Very good. What, what about, uh, your favorite, like when, when we go ride, when, what's your favorite training? Is there a favorite that you, when, when out goes the text and you're like, Oh baby, like <laughs> lambs or PC loot. Is there something that you're just like, Oh Yeah. I'm going to say something that I didn't know that I would ever say. And that's because all of us train new ways each year, but 
as I was getting ready for Leadville this year and kind of psyched out about this elevation gain that you gain out there and you top out at 13,000 feet up um, as uh, while you're, while you're racing Leadville, I, I spent a lot of time this summer up little cottonwood and big cottonwood um, days in a row, like hours up there riding back and forth crest and, <laughs> and um, up and down snowbird from our house um, a few times. So those, those cold mountain mornings on the dirt, like there's, it's hard to beat um, when there's not many people around and you're on a trail and we have fresh flowers in, in the mountains. And uh, that's, that's pretty tough to beat here in the Wasatch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Nice dude. All right. Final question for me, Jake, maybe you've got any uh, one to follow up, but here's my final question. If, if you were going to give one piece of advice to the team, so you're like, you're standing on the soapbox and this is your final moment. Uh, anything come to mind that you'd be like, here's my, here's my piece of wisdom to make sure that the team stays strong and, and stays together and Miduele lasts for whatever. I mean, what would you say? You know, uh, it's kind of in that same vein, but I would say that the development of, of young kids is a passion of mine and, um, they're counting on us as role models. And so, so are the younger members of our team and those that will eventually be on Miduele. So, um, the development and the time that we spend with our kids in the youth groups, in the teams that you're coaching, um, makes such a major impact on, on the future of, of everything, of our team, of our state, country, and world, and our environment. So um, that would be uh, the one area that I would recommend focusing time on is developing the youth. Nice. Yeah. Jake, any final questions for Chip? You know, my, my final question to you, Chip, would be, you know, we've had a lot of these younger kids or younger people join the team and maybe even some that are, you know, wanting to join the team. Um, you know, what's a piece of advice that you would give them, you know, now being a seasoned person and, you know, again, <laughs> managing all these relationships, what, what is a don't wear dirty bibs <laughs> piece of advice that you would give them? Oh man, I would just say, um, come and, and be with us and, um, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think that it should intimidate anybody. Um, and in fact, man, the younger ones are some of the strongest ones. So, um, I, I think that what is, this is what I'll say. It, it's not about the ride. It's not about the bike. And Stu and I talk about that in, in our business, but it is about the community that you are a part of within Midwelly and um, what we can do together as a group and in our community and for all those that we want to help and all the help that is provided to our teammates with on, in this team is a big deal. And so if you're coming on board now, just know that um, that's kind of key priority or top of the Midwelly list uh, from that's, that's in our culture book here, uh, for me, Dwelly. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. 
Nice. All right, Spence. What's Thanks, uh, guys. what's going on for 2023? Any big plans? What do you think? Man, I'm Is I'm too up early for... to start thinking about that. No, I I am gonna throw out this race up in Whitefish, Montana, um, gravel that I um would love to have some company. When is this? I think it's in June. June. Yeah. What about um, what about Unbound? Are we going to go Unbound twenty? I would do. I mean, <laughs> can we get into Unbound? Like, I would love to. So there's four thousand. There's four thousand that get in in the lottery, dude. But it is it is hard. That is yeah. nutty. And it's right Emporia, Kansas. We're talking a sixteen hour drive. It I, it would have to be like that is what we're doing this year. Yeah. Unbound. Yeah. <laughs> that was like it. And I think it happens like early June. Yeah. So. Anyway, we love you, Chip. All right, guys, that was hey, fun. Thank you, Chip. I don't know what yep. to call this podcast. In Chip, we trust. I think that's yes. going to be it. Abe Lincoln. Abe Lincoln. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna do. I'll rest when I die. Maybe that's yeah. a good. One. <laughs> that's right. All right, boys. Thanks, Thanks so much. Yep. Okay. See you Bye. later.